0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM,
0: WFAN New York.
2: Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I am your host, Rick Wolf, and of course, Happy Easter, Happy Passover on this Sunday morning. And on this morning's show, I want to, to go over to discuss with you a crucial mistake that occurred during last week's New York State Federation of Champions Class AA semifinal basketball game. And once you hear the details of what happened, you will also hear from the coach of the losing team to get his perspective on this miscue. And, of course, we'll open the phone lines to get your thoughts as to whether or not this situation, this error, could have somehow been corrected. Okay, let me let me go over what happened, give you the details. First of all, I'm sure you probably know if you follow high school basketball that the Federation of Champions tournament basically pits the very best basketball teams from the public, private, parochial, and independent high school teams in New York State. In other words, these are the premier basketball teams throughout New York. Okay, now Long Island Lutheran, obviously a team from, from the island uh, and a top team every year, they paired off in a semi-final matchup against Stepanak out of White Plains very late in the game. In fact, with just 8.3 seconds left in the affair, the score was tied 72-72. At that juncture, Lutheran head coach John Buck called a timeout to go over a strategy. But much to his dismay, the officials and scorekeeper working the game said, no, they claimed that he was now over his limit for timeouts. And that resulted in Lutheran being assessed a technical foul, which gave Stepanak two free throws and ball possession. Stepanak's Alan Griffin stepped up to the line. He sank two foul shots, which gave Stepanak a two-point lead. And then the last few seconds ticked off as the game resumed. Lutheran had to foul Stepanak in an effort to get the ball back. And Stepanak went on to hit two more free free throws and ultimately won 76-72. So you say, of course, Geez, what a heartbreaking loss for a Long Island Lutheran. How could the head coach and his assistants lose track of how many timeouts they had left in the game? Shame on them. But as it turned out, Coach Buck and his staff were correct. They were correct about the number of timeouts left. In fact, it was a scorekeeper working the game who had lost track. In other words, there should have never have been a technical foul assessed with the score tied at 72, which means that Stepanak was incorrectly given two free throws and the ball back. And just to finish the story, Stepanak then advanced to the Federation Championship game, where they defeated South Shore 88-76 to win their first ever Federation trophy in the school's history. Uh, Now, of course, very simply, that could have been Long Island Lutheran instead of Stepanak, but we'll never know. So, look, Put this in perspective, we all know that bad calls are part of any game. Athletes are taught from an early age that hard lessons uh, often take place, uh, even at the expense when you know, in fact, uh, something went wrong. But what happens when this kind of thing happens in a big game? And it's really just a clerical error, not a call made, uh, not a bang, bang call made in the heat of action. This is something that was obviously being tracked throughout the entire contest. In any event. I've asked John Buck, the the head coach of Long Island Lutheran, to come on the show this morning, to get his take on all of this, and get not a, a few days have passed to get his reaction. John, good morning.
3: Good morning, Rick. Thanks for having me. Happy Easter.
2: You too, my friend. Now let me let me ask you: We we what I just went through here in terms of the chronology is is that pretty much accurate, or I leave something out? No,
3: uh, all that you've you know kind of relayed up to this point uh, was correct. Um, you know, after the game. My assistants and I went back immediately to the hotel room with the game film and said something had to have been a mistake here. Um, I have several assistants tracking the timeouts during the games, along with our our manager who does our book, I'm not um, the the official book that was kept. And we all had us taking four timeouts before that one at 8.3 seconds. So we said, you know, what could have happened? So we rewatched the game film twice in the hotel, and we saw no. Mm, other timeouts that could have been called, and so we were just confused, and we asked you know, our representative from the independent body to uh, file a protest with the Federation that night.
2: And, and uh, well, tell me more. Tell me what exactly what happened after that.
3: Sure. So we sent the email in. Uh, she said uh, that she would head over to the uh, tournament the next morning, super early, because there's games throughout the day, uh, and we showed up. We uh, got into the arena. We looked at the official book that was kept the night before and saw that in the first quarter... We were charged with the timeout um, just a few minutes into the game. I opened up the video, uh, and it showed that the, uh, the timeout was clearly for our opponent. Um, the referee signaled towards their bench, and the arena PA announcer even you know, stated that it was a timeout for Stepanak. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we, we showed with the video evidence that there was a you know, uh, timeout given to the wrong team early in the game, and that's kind of where everything started getting thrown off from there.
2: So when uh, okay, this is obviously the next day. You're you're going over the videotape of, of the game, uh, and you see you spot early in the game that the a timeout was called by Stepanak, not by Long Island Lutheran, and yet somehow it was assessed to to your team. Is that correct? That's correct. So so when, okay, now you have the actual video e- uh, evidence, and you show this to the the people who run the tournament. What did they say at that juncture?
3: Um, that's uh, they, they were really this was an unfortunate situation they were sorry but um that uh, a game that was completed the day before there was just no um the decision was that they were not going to you know honor the protest and and replay what we were asking for just from the 8.3 seconds in a tie game we were hoping to you know that night play the the remainder of the game from 8.3 seconds on uh, a tie game our ball um with the The incorrect uh, technical was given based on how many timeouts we had taken, but that protest was denied.
2: Okay, so I'm trying to put myself in your own shoes as the coach here. I mean, okay, so now you have actual physical, tangible evidence that is proof positive that a mistake was made early in the game. Obviously, it it came back to haunt you, even though you did nothing wrong, and now the very next day you're saying to the officials, uh, look, why don't we just do this? Why don't we just pick up the game with 8.3 seconds to go? It's still tied. Either we can win or Stepanak can win. Sure. We got, you know, there's going to be a championship game later today. Why not just all the teams are here? We sit down, we talk this through, we start the game with eight seconds to go. And then if there's no, uh, you know, no victor at that point, then we just play OT and, and keep it going. And then you know, whoever wins the game, you wait a half an hour or so, and then you start for the championship game. Was that even discussed at all?
3: Um, just, on, just on our end. That was the suggestion we had made and were hoping for, but um, that was not – it wasn't entertained. And, um, you know, I, I think it's very important for me to, to outwardly congratulate Stepanek. Their kids played phenomenally. They shot the ball just had an incredible clip, seemingly just making tough shot after tough shot. So, um, you know, I just wanted to make sure I was just on the record and doing that again. Uh, their kids were great. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, this was a, a situation where the Federation rulebook, which governs the tournament, states that protests are not honored, um, to which uh, actually the next day I was just going through the, the Federation rulebook and that shows that there's actually uh, provisions in in that rule book that state that when a team takes their final timeout the scorekeeper must alert the official and the official must alert the head coach that he or she has no more timeouts left and that did not happen in the game
2: okay so that and that's also critically important too and we're talking with John Buck the the head uh, basketball coach at Long Island Lutheran uh i mean so if if that had happened they would have said to you either the refs working the, the the game or the scorekeeper would have said, "Hey, coach, that's your last timeout. You understand that, right? So don't take more timeouts after this point." But that that never occurred.
3: Correct. If that had happened, I think at that point we would have said, "Wait a minute, we yeah. have us with one more. Why are we we have we run out?" And we could have either corrected the error from the first quarter, or if that wasn't correctable at the time, I guess I would never have called. That final timeout with you know eight point three seconds left. So, you know, just two major uh, errors that took place, and um, you know, at the end of the day, it uh, it cost our kids the opportunity to compete in that last you know play and potentially overtime.
2: Yeah, I I, uh, I well, <laughs> I'm curious. Obviously, you're sitting there frustrated. You're you're you're, you're looking for help. You're looking for support. When, uh, when the game was officially over, according to the Federation people, and you guys had lost by four points, uh, due to the technical foul and the free throws and the possession being given back to Stepanak. After the game that evening, what, what did you tell your team in the locker room? Because the kids must have been, like, baffled as much as you were.
3: Right. You know, at the time, uh, I, before watching video, I just said, fellas, if, if I made this error to, to cost you this opportunity, I, I apologize so much. Um, and I just—I greatly apologize. I'm going to look at it. I don't think that our bench made this error, um, but if—if if it was the case, you know, uh, for all the hard work you put in, I—I I would feel just terrible. Um,
2: and how, how many seniors on your team?
3: We have six seniors. Six great seniors. Awesome kids.
2: I—it's I, just a—it uh, look. There's no question. Nobody did this on purpose. Uh, that's not mm-hmm. the point. It's obviously more than regrettable. It is, it is uh, you know, people do make mistakes. However, what what concerns me about this situation is, and we'll discuss this uh, in the next segment, is this could have easily been corrected, or at least it could have been an attempt to have corrected this problem because obviously the teams were still there and could have played, uh, picked up uh, from 8.3 seconds right. the next day. I mean, I, I don't understand why that effort wasn't made. Because now it's just very, very awkward and everybody sort of sits there and scratches their head and said, well, these things happen. But as I just mentioned early on, it's one thing if if a call is made in the heat of battle and it's a, a very, very close call, it's a bang, bang kind of play. This is different. This is a scorekeeping error, which obviously could have been studied and corrected. All right. We're talking this morning about this incident that took place last week at the semifinals at the uh, New York State Federation of Champions Basketball. We're talking with John Buck, the head coach of Long Island Lutheran, who unfortunately uh, ended up in, on the losing side of all this because of this mistake by the scorekeepers and the officials. Uh, friends, we're going to take uh, your calls and comments because we're curious as to what you think could have been done here. Uh, if This is just part of part of playing sports or you have a different perspective on this. Our toll free line is one eight seven seven. 337 6666. That is brought to you by Mohegan Sun. Unlimited possibilities await you at Mohegan Sun. You can plan your stay at mohegansun.com. Okay, let me take a pause. Uh, Jake Wilkins has your update. When we return, we'll go right to your call. Stay with me. Back here on the sports edge, I'm talking this morning with John Buck, who is the head coach of Long Island Lutheran High School Boys basketball team, which lost in the New York State Federation Tournament of Champions when they were wrongly assessed a technical foul for calling a timeout late during a tie game. The other team, Stepanak, went on to win by four points, uh, and we're going to take your calls in a second at one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. 877 337 Basically, uh, during the game itself, the official book at the, at the scorer's table uh, had uh, wrongfully assessed uh, Lutheran with a timeout when it should have been to uh, assess the Stepanak early in the game. So when we get down to 8.3 seconds in the game, all of a sudden this uh, brouhaha erupts, and uh, the call stands, even though later that evening uh, Coach Buck went back uh, with the staff and reviewed the videotape of the game not once but twice and found the mistake. Uh, My question is, is, could this have been corrected, handled differently, so on and so forth? And and before we get to our calls, uh, John, I have to ask you, what would you get an apology or any kind of reaction from the officials working the game, from the scorekeeper after all this came out?
3: Um, not directly from the officials or scorekeeper, and I wouldn't expect it directly from them. Um, I think that's just, uh, you know, a layer that the federation needs to provide for anyone who works, you know, the tournament. But uh, we, uh, we were told that the federation has issued a, a formal an apology. Um, that's being sent to our school just on their letterhead, which, you know, certainly means something.
2: Okay. I mean, I agree with that, but it's been uh, well over a week, and I'm curious as to, you know, why – again, you can't answer this question, but I wonder why it's taken so long. I mean, I haven't been a coach myself for many years and obviously being competitive, as I'm sure you are – you know this this must have driven you nuts like well this we did nothing wrong and end up end up losing i mean this is this is hard to swallow
3: yeah you know um it's easy for someone who's just a casual fan to to maybe say oh you know um wow that's that's too bad um but i think it's just important to remember you know for for a program trying to compete at the highest level you're practicing officially for for 5 months hours a day you know working towards this goal and you know that doesn't even include the off season and you know extra work that's put in and so for um you know to be taken away on a, on a clerical error is just it's confusing it, it's, it's frustrating <laughs> it's it leaves you kind of uh, bewildered
2: I uh, Yeah, those are all that, and I'd go much farther than that. Okay, let's go to our callers. Let's, um, let's start with uh, Rich up in uh, Fairfield, Connecticut. Hi, Rich. Good morning. You're on the fan.
4: Hi, Rick. How are you? i uh a long-time listener, and I appreciate the show every morning, but uh, I'm sure this is going to set a precedent that the teams check the uh, timeouts at halftime, and why didn't the other coach of the other team and the players say, hey, let's play the game from 8.3 seconds and do right by the other team? We don't want to win this way. It's it's incorrect. And I have a feeling that if Coach Buck was the one who was erred, he would have offered to replay the game from 8.3 seconds.
2: Well, Rich, that's that's the kind of question people are, are asking. And, um Obviously, we can't respond on behalf of uh, of Stepanek and and uh, and coach uh, of their team, Coach Masseroni. But, mm-hmm. but Coach Buck, you you could. I mean, would you have, if the, the tables had been turned, would you have said the same thing? We just said, no, let's pick the game up there.
3: Well, just first off, I wanted to just address um, uh, your first point. Uh, thank you for calling in. Um, certainly, we take the responsibility that we could have double and triple checked the official book. Um, we just another added. Uh, Just fact is I had not taken any timeouts until the fourth quarter. So in Mm. our minds, even into the fourth quarter, we had, you know, all five timeouts that you're allotted to use. So our incentive in going back and checking the book is almost like, you know, if you open a bank account, you expect kind of your money to be there. Um, uh, But, you know, we, we could have and we certainly will. Um, triple check that official book going forward. I mean, I've coached almost 250 games, and this has never been an issue. And of course, you know, in one of the biggest games possible, it kind of crept up on us. So yes, we we absolutely will double and triple check on um, the book going forward. And just you know, as far as the other team, I don't want to put myself exactly in their shoes because I don't know what it would have felt like. Certainly, um, you know, having to work. This hard uh, to get to you know that level and try to achieve a state championship. You don't want an issue like this. I'm sure they feel that way, um, but it's it's just unfortunate you know all around that we couldn't have a clean, clear ending for for the state championship.
4: Yeah, yeah. It, you know the sad thing in life and in sports and in you know dealing with such and like. I'm just going to give an example like insurance companies and whatnot. There's the red tape we deal with and there's protocol. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, but how about just having a common sense do the right thing once in a while? When can an official just step up and we're gonna do it right by the other team? We're sorry, we're we're sorry there was a mistake made. And let's play the game from where it is. Well, Rich, that, that's uh...
2: that, that's. I mean, that's where we're all sort of confronting this morning, and and clearly that is the question. And thank thank you for the call. I have to get some other. Have a good
1: day. Thanks, thank Rich. You, Rich.
2: But you know, uh, you know, John, that is the ultimate question. Okay, once it was proven by going back and looking at at the uh, the, the video footage and saying, yeah, you know what, that was a mistake, and we do have the teams here, and we do have. Their families and all the officials here, and we have access to the to the to the arena. Let's just pick up the game. I, I I'm sure somebody at some point from the federation must have talked about that. Maybe not with you, no, but, no, didn't. But, but but I mean that would have been the obvious solution here,
3: right? And you know, to me, at the end of the day, a, a week later, that's still how I feel. Yeah. Um, I understand the difficult situation the tournament is in uh, in regards to. You know, this is a tournament governed by the National Federation of High School Basketball, and so to to make that type of decision would have certainly been a massive precedent to set. Um, you know, they, uh, I can't pretend to understand all the kind of ramifications of opening the door to now. Okay, there was a mistake made that we saw on video, and now we have to go replay you know, this game from a certain point, and certainly there's going to be some gray area there. Well, they gave me the analogy of what if someone was marked for five fouls and you go back and watch video and one of them was incorrectly attributed to a player. Do we redo that game from that point? And, you know, I don't have a clear, defined answer for those situations, but I do know for this situation I feel like the right thing would have been to play that game from 8.3 seconds.
2: Yeah, I, I think I, I mean, that's my sense as well, and, and uh, as I, I think there is an important distinction to be made. We're not talking about a, a judgment call by an official or referee during the course of a game. Oh, he was fouled. No, he wasn't fouled. No, the ball was out of bounds. No, I mean, that's not what we're talking about here. This is a very crystal clear-cut situation where a mistake was made uh, in terms of the number of timeouts that were been, had been assessed uh, to your school, and I think that that's a much different kind of predicament to find oneself in, yeah. and and I think that's what really is so aggravating. That if sports is based upon this whole principle of fair play, and it is, and and we can we can sort of correct this issue, and it's not going to penalize you guys or, or Stepanak. We're just going to pick up the game from where the mistake was made, and it's fair and square. That should be fine. And mm-hmm. and and I again, I don't. Everybody's worried about setting a precedent. And opening the door to other situations. But this was pretty, pretty crystal clear. All right, let's go on to more calls. Let's go uh, to Roy up uh, over in the Middletown, in New Jersey. Roy, good morning. You're on the fan. Good,
0: good morning, Rick. Good morning, coach. Uh, happy holidays to both of you guys. Yes, Roy. Uh, um, you know, it's definitely an unfortunate situation, and I feel for the coach and his players. He worked so hard to get to that point and just to. You know, lose on a on a situation like that is just you know I I can't imagine how that feels. Um, I'm basically I'm a baseball guy. Um, I've coached um, at the high school level, and um, I'm not sure how it works with basketball. But I found I was in a similar situation seven or eight years ago, where um, an umpire um, had actually miscalculated balls and strikes. And it was in a crucial point of the game. And it cost my team uh, a game in a tournament. And um, one of the uh, family members of, of that, that of the kids that played for me, had happened to be videotaping um, the pitcher that they, that was the kid that was pitching their their mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, and there was only one umpire that had come to that game. Usually, there's two in, in a state tournament. So my question is. I I went back, we showed the video, it was too late. They had told me if I had said I'm playing the remainder of the game under protest, that would have been reversed. So I'm wondering, Coach, the time at eight seconds, had you said I am playing this game under protest from this point on, you think that would have changed the situation? My understanding is that it wouldn't. Um, my understanding is that if we did
3: not find a way to correct it at that time and the game clock did run out, then that was the end. Um, unless, you know, I physically <laughs> got on the floor and we stopped and reviewed the books and maybe I had my video guy come out of the stands and, and show um, that first quarter timeout at that point. Um, once, you know, once that, uh, that clock hits zero and the refs leave the floor, um, then the game is finalized.
2: Hey Roy, that's an interesting uh, yeah. uh, similarity, and, and thank you for the call this morning. You know, but you know the idea that the key in this is that a game has to be said, okay, this is officially under protest. John, all of a sudden you're being, your, your world's being. Is being turned upside down. You're trying to focus on the last eight seconds of the game and, and a final shot, final play. Sure. And, and the refs, let's face it, once the game begins, it's the game now belongs to the officials, the umpires, the referees. It's out of the control of the coaches as the way it should be. But to be said, well, you should have basically said it's under protest. I, you know, that that would be the key in this. I don't think that that sort of holds up because... It's just very curious as to what went down. You didn't expect this to be. And, of course, at this point, if they're telling you, no, coach, you made a mistake here. You're the one that made a mistake not losing track of the timeouts. It's hard to know how to react to that without, um, as you say, you know, just saying let's go back and and review the entire game on videotape and I can show you how to take timeouts. Remember, I mentioned early on in this hour— you, not only you, but the rest of your staff is is, is instructed that you're, you're keeping track of the timeouts as well. And your the various assistant coaches are saying, "No, coach, uh, we we have no timeout coming to us." Is that correct?
3: That's correct. Yeah, I looked at them straight in the eye, and they said, "John, I swear, <laughs> um, we we we've, we've kept this. We we can't see how this could be wrong." And you know, it happens so quickly. So to even think the word protest, it's going through your head. Um, you know, it's it's. It's easier said than done to go back and think about that um, at the moment. And plus, you know, until I watched that film, I was not sure um, that we were 100 percent correct. And, you know, just my nature is I'm not going to stand up and protest until I know the facts.
2: We're talking this morning with John Buck. He is the uh, the head basketball coach, boys basketball coach at Long Island Lutheran, which Unfortunately, lost a a critically important game last week at the uh, New York State uh, Federation of Champions Tournament when a mistake was made as to how many timeouts were left uh, in the game, and they were Lutherans incorrectly assessed uh, a technical foul, uh, which allowed Stepanak to uh, shoot a couple of free throws and go on to win that game. And uh, it's just an awful mess. Everybody feels badly about it, but the fact is that uh, uh, there was no effort. Uh, later that evening or the next day to try to correct the issue, which, in my personal opinion, could have been done fairly quickly. Uh, all right, let me take a timeout. Uh, we'll continue with taking your calls at one 337 6666 Let me take a break. We'll come back with more. Stay with me. At, uh, Nine o'clock this morning, just in a few minutes from now, of course, Ed Randall will be here, and, of course, he'll be talking baseball as uh, the national pastime is off to a great start. It really should be just a... Terrific season for all New York fans, whether you're a Yankee or or a Mets fan. Uh, So, again, that's 9 o'clock this morning. Ed Randall will be here talking baseball. And as always, I invite you to check out uh, my my website and blog at AskCoachWolf.com, where you can post your thoughts and comments about the topics we cover here on the show. And as always, I mentioned to you my new book is out as well, Secrets of Sports Psychology Revealed. Right now, we're talking with John Buck, who's the head basketball coach at Long Island Lutheran. We're talking about this terrible, terrible screw-up at the New York State Federation of Champions basketball tournament last week where the scorekeeper and the refs lost track of how many timeouts Long Island Lutheran had remaining. Uh, and when Lutheran signaled for a final timeout with eight seconds to go in a, in a tie game, they were told they were over the limit, penalized with a technical foul, possession of the ball back to Stepanak, and Stepanak went on to win the game then they went on step and act, played in the championship game where they won as well. Uh, and, uh, the, you know, the, the fallout from this is, is very, very troubling. And let's get right back to the call since our time is limited. Let's go to, uh, to Ed over and Elizabeth. Ed, good morning. I'm curious to get your take on this. What do you think? Sure.
1: Happy, happy Easter to all. Coach, sorry to hear about what happened. I've seen your program play in the past in some games in New Jersey, and you do a great job with your program. Thanks, Ed. Uh, you know, I know this is a little late, what, what I'm going to say, but uh, as an official myself, as a baseball umpire, I'm going to make some suggestions here. In football, the referee on the field keeps track of the timeouts during the game. In baseball, where I'm an umpire, we have to keep track of charge conferences, trips to the mound, and all that stuff. So why can't the referee keep a little card every time a timeout is called and you record it? Then from there, you may not want to go to the head coach because he's got enough on his plate during the game. Whoever the coach designated as the coach who keeps track of timeouts, coach, let's let's look let's work on this. You have two timeouts left and all that stuff. And now we have the referee should keep when the timeout was called and in what quarter. I think I think that can alleviate a lot of issues because sometimes you have managers at schools, okay, they're young high school kids. Sometimes they're not paying attention because I've been in situations at high school games as a former college coach recruiting, and and then you got discrepancies with the book. I think if you let the referee keep it, also it alleviates a lot of the issues. And I know, coach, you don't want to hear that because you lost a tough situation. But maybe the national federation could learn something from this.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, Ed uh, and John, I don't even know, uh, do the high school uh, refs, uh, do they keep track of the timeouts? Are they supposed to? They just delegate no. that to the scorekeeper? So,
1: so the, No, Rick. They don't. I'm sorry, John. No, they don't. It's always to the scorekeeper.
3: Correct. Yep. The scorekeeper, there's an official scorekeeper that's appointed for each game, yep. um, and then each team keeps their own book as well. Um, and so the official scorekeeper marks the time of the timeouts and uh how many are taken and he is supposed to communicate with the lead official um you know during the game and, and who is supposed to use his his partners as well as himself to communicate to the head coaches and you know for whatever reason in, in a state semifinal that system just totally broke down
2: yeah Ed, I think that's an excellent suggestion look we all know the refs the officials the umps they're they're very very busy during the course of the game but this might be a, a pretty good situation to at least uh, provide some sort of safeguard to say to the refs, OK, you're, you're on the court. You can look and see. OK, that's a timeout that was taken by Lutheran. or That's a timeout that's taken by the other team. But let them keep track. And then obviously if there is any discrepancy. Certainly at halftime, they can go back to the official, the scorekeeper and say, OK, let's go through what happened here. That seems to be a pretty simple, straightforward kind of solution.
1: Rick, one other point: it's not going to it's not going to make the game longer because most timeouts in high school, unless they take a thirty or forty-five seconds. So, how long does it take to write it down? You walk over to a coach, the designated coach, whoever's keeping time. Coach, this is what we got in timeouts for your team. Do you have that? Yeah. Well, no, I... And it, and, it, and it alleviates this problem and all that. And you know what? Maybe basketball officials pass, oh, that's extra work for us. Well, hey, I'm an umpire. We got to do that in baseball. We got to keep track of things. You know, we got to be secretaries. But you know what? It it, it it. It solves the problem of getting everything right. Well,
2: I I think as you just said. Uh, I I think that's a, that's a very simple kind of approach. Very simple solution. And, and Ed, as always, thank you for the call. Yes, good. Have thank a great you. day, everyone. Thanks, Ed. And, Thanks, and Ed. you know, John, to your point early on. I mean, there was supposed to have been uh, supposed to have been in the process, which was already in place. Policy is that when you take your last time out, the officials, the scorekeeper, keepers, someone's supposed to say to the coach, you know, that's your last time out. Correct. So, and that never took place in the situation.
3: Unfortunately, no.
2: Uh, that's, that also is, is uh, you know, very, very troubling as well. Let's uh, let's continue on, let's go to James in Manhattan. James, good morning, you're on the fan.
5: Hey, good morning, how you doing, Coach? Good, uh, how you doing, Mr. Wolf? Mm-hmm. Um, listen, Coach, um, I'm, I've moved with your program from coaching in the PSAL the same uh league that's South Shore, and, and Dylan, Dylan Patamsis, our coach of baseball, he played in our league as well yeah. many years ago. And I've had some experiences similar to yours from coaching where in one year we were playing a borough playoff game. Uh, there's a discrepancy in the book. Uh, they said our point guard fouled out. I had my records. They had, uh, but then our scorekeeper, who was a young lady, got intimidated in a hostile environment, I messed up the books, Kid fouled out. We, we're winning the game in the fourth quarter. Lose the game. Tough loss. And even when I see my kids, you know, years later, we still say, man, coach, we sure. could have won it that year. Sure. So things happen. And I saw a team a few weeks ago lose a, a playoff game because referee messed up a three-pointer and called it a two when it was a three. Team loses by uh, – game goes overtime, and then they wind up losing. So my point is this, coach, is that – I know it's something that you can do right now, but my point is this. The championships come and go. But what really you can help and say is that my kids, the young people that that you're coaching, when I see the young men from years ago that I coached, and they are going on to college, children that I spent in our community uh, who have come out of broken homes, difficult circumstances, and I see them being productive in society and doing positive things, that warms my heart, and say that we did a good job. Listen, coach, nothing not we really can do about that situation. Hopefully, they can make some better uh, corrections. But your championship is the young men and the women that we coach, and the things that they do go on in life to be productive citizens. Because, and that's why I got in coaching. Amen. Yeah, and, I, James, and I hope I, that um, I, I, that I, maybe I, helped you a little bit.
2: Well, James, thank you. That's obviously well said. We all know, of course. Uh, thank you for your call. Your call this morning. We know, of course, that adversity is all uh, part and parcel of sports. And you know, you know, John. At some point, as as the years uh, begin to roll by, uh, people will actually remember the situation uh, about the Lutheran Stepanak game and sort of say, "Yeah, well, you know, Stepanak went on to win that game, and they went on to win the championship by beating South Shore." But the fact, South Shore. The fact is that that, you know, maybe there should be an asterisk next to that game because it really was, should have been a tie game or should have been picked up with 8.3 seconds to go. And, and that's, that's what's sort of troubling. But then again, as, as, as that caller just mentioned, you know, wins and losers go, but some games stick out more than others. And, and maybe that's the takeaway here.
3: And certainly, you know, we're not trying to, you know, claim uh, anything or take anything away from Stepanak. We, we're not trying to say they did not win anything. No. Um, just, you know, in our minds, um, you know, we, we didn't lose that game.
2: I, I think um, it's fair to say yeah. that uh, certainly Lutheran was an innocent victim here, and certainly Stepanak was as well. Stepanak had no control over the scorekeeper or the referees. Uh, they're playing the game. They're trying to win as well. They had a great season, too. Right. And yet, you know, all of a sudden, what, 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 that's, it's, they had, they took too many time out. So sure. Stepanak is sort of, as I say, uh, they're, they're part of this as well, that they're, they're innocent victims. Now, that being said, it, it might have been curious to see what a Stepanak would have said if theoretically or hypothetically the next day uh, the Federation officials said, no, let's pick the game up. We made a mistake. Uh, we own up to it. Let's pick the game up with 8.3 seconds ago the next day. But we'll never know because that never transpired. So,
3: right. Right, and just uh, again, one thing that's important. A lot of people were saying it was one of the greatest high school games of the year. Um, just uh, back and forth action. Um, you know, t- at least ten Division One players in the game. Um, just a lot of fun to coach and, and be a part of. And um, you know, with regard to the life lessons and what will go forward, I just we certainly have talked to our young men about facing adversity. And you know, in life, things will happen where you feel. Something's not right, and you have to uh, respectfully um, but boldly stand up for yourselves. And, you know, we did that the next day. We took, you know, just three minutes on the court uh, in between two of the other games that day and just kind of stood arm in arm. Um, and said, you know, silently that we were upset about what had happened. That we we think something should have been done, but you know, we're just going to peacefully stand up and make our point. And then uh, when we were asked to leave the court, we did. So we felt good about that. We thought that uh, the young guys understood uh, a lesson in, in standing up for yourself um, without you know losing your cool. And um, we were proud of that.
2: John, I think everybody would agree that the the way you and your staff uh, and your and your players have handled this unexpected and un, unprecedented kind of adversity uh, is to be saluted. As you said, there, there was no fuss, no muss. You went out the next day. You had your uh, the, the moment of silent protest uh, to, to talk about the fact we're not happy what went down. But there wasn't any um, uh, finger pointing. There wasn't any shouting. You, you made your point, And obviously, yeah, at the end of the day, you guys are still, you know, said, well, we, we were— We've been adjudicated to have lost that game, even right. though we did nothing wrong. Uh, I think everybody applauds and salutes how you handled a most, most difficult kind of situation. Thank you so
3: much. Yeah, we, we take pride in it. and. Uh You know, that's what we try to uh, center our program around. It's just as Coach before said, uh, wins and losses are are not the most important thing in coaching, especially in high school sports. Um, You know, there's much more, you know, after sports uh, to learn. And and we hope that our young guys will take, you know, this situation, you know, with them and and feel um, proud of the season, which was a tremendous season, you know, for our guys, um, you know, and, and learn this life lesson
5: yeah I,
2: I don't think there's any question about that as i said it 's disappointing it 's frustrating uh you know to to the extent we 've talked about this but the end of the day it, it, the ruling was made uh, i i I do hope when this letter does arrive uh to you and your school uh, with the uh, official or formal apology from the federation that at least adds a little bit of, of comfort to you i mean this as i said sure. it's it's we all know that uh, as I said many times, judgment calls are part of the game, and sometimes calls go, your, go against your, your team. This is a little different. This is something which could have been corrected. It was a clerical mistake, and, and it should have been avoided at all costs. But again, we're all human, and we understand that mistakes are made. Anyhow, John, thank you again for taking some time this morning on this Easter Sunday to, to join me. And, and um, yes, uh, uh, continued success with your program. And again, we'll see how this plays out uh, in, in, the, in the weeks and, and years to come.
3: Oh, no, thank you so much, Rick. It's really an honor to be on the show, and I, I just appreciate it. Happy Easter.
2: Thanks, John. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care. That is uh, John Buck, head Belvoir's basketball coach, Long Island Lutheran. And again, you've heard this, this sad story of how they were, unfortunately, the victims uh, of a clerical error in a scorekeeping in the uh, Federation of, of Champions uh, uh, semifinal game. All right, let me take a quick pause. I'll be back.